You're listening to KNBR, the only place with Golden State Warriors basketball. Now back to Murph and Mac. All right, here we go. Let's do it. NBA draft. It's tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And here's what we got. We got Tolbert over in Oakland tomorrow. So we'll have live coverage on KNBR. Tolbert will be there. Former Golden State Warrior Tom Tilbert will be there. Indeed. And then the draft will be on KMBR 1050. And then after it's over, Tim Roy, voice of the Warriors, will host a uh, wrap-up show at 9 o'clock on KMBR. Sounds good. So there's your programming news. Now let's get your hype news. Let's have (laughs) Warriors General Manager Bob Myers, who, by the way, joins us on the ISDN line. Paul, he sounds like he's right here with us. So, Bob, welcome back to the Murph and Mac Show. It's been a while. You've been poached by Gary Radnich a little too much, so we want to get you a little bit back into some morning drive time here, Bob. Yeah, Radnich, that whole thing is getting tired, so I'm glad we're switching gears. And you can tell him I said that. I think it's very possessive. You can tell him I said that, too. Both those guys. By the way, Bob will be on with Gary Friday, so there you go. Uh, (laughs) Uh, you, You sound too relaxed for a general manager entering his first NBA draft with four, count them, Four picks, Bob. How's the uh, stress level over in Oakland? Yeah, right now? you say it like that, and the, the anxiety goes up a little bit. <laughs> I um, I woke up this morning and I was having a cup of coffee with my wife, and she said, "How's your leg?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" She said, "You woke up in the middle of the night and you're grabbing your leg, and you know, you guys ever get that when your leg cramps up and you I spring?" God. And I said, I told her, I said, "What?" And she said, "Yeah." I said, "I don't even remember that." I, I said, I, "My mind must be somewhere else." So I'm. It's hectic, guys. I would. I want to. I don't want to downplay it. It's. It's pretty brutal. You. You, you want to get it right. You want to do all your work. You're on the phone um, all. All day and night, and that's what your job is. So you do the best you can. But we have a great group of people here. We've got a, a great staff and a good group to help me make the decision. But it's. It's a lot going on. It's amazing how many conversations you have, whether with its agent that represents a player or with other teams, and when you when you discuss deals. And um, if I could tell you guys every single conversation, and, and 90% <laughs> do, of it, Bob. I'll tell Please you all do. of it, yes. but it would, take, it would take a long time you get bored. <laughs> but most of it doesn't happen. And that's the bottom line. Most of the conversations you have, I'd say 90%. You talk about 10 things, nine of them have no shot at hap- happening, but you got to vet, vet everything and get through it. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It's so funny. And then one of those leaks out to the media, and it's like, oh, this rumor, they're talking, they're talking, but it doesn't happen, so it doesn't matter. And you're right. It's uh, What matters is what really happens, and we'll see – what you have going on. I wanted to ask you, Bob, and I know you've addressed this kind of through the process, but for our listeners, is that your background as a sports agent, the role it plays in this, because I got to say, that's a hell of an advantage to kind of know <laughs> what they're thinking, because, you know, the agents come in, they want to sell you something, and right. you're, you know what they're, to, to, to discuss a little bit how that's played a role in your evaluation. That's a good question, Murph. I think as an agent, what I did was you'd sit at the green room, as you guys will see on TV tomorrow and most of the public will see. Mo- most of the access to war rooms is um, it's, it's very spotty. You don't get to see exactly what goes on from the team side. But, but if you're watching the draft, you get to see the green room. You get to see the players there with, with their agents and families. So what a good agent will do is at the green room, you're constantly on the phones. Your job is not to sit there and talk, uh, shop with your, with your client. You want to know where that client's going where they're not going because they're staring at you. You sit there at the table, there's yourself and five seats. There's a player and four family members and you. And they're not there to hear you talk about how your day went. They're there and looking at you saying, where is my son? Where is um, where is my nephew? Where Where is he getting drafted? So as a good agent, you'll do everything you can to find out where that player is going to go. And why do I start there? Well, knowing that and knowing that agents have good access to information and if you see the good ones, they're on the phones. They're on the phones during the draft. So 
if I'm able to call an agent and say, hey, look, where's your guy going before us, right? So I say, hey, is your guy going five? Do you think he's going four? And the agent, if he's good, will say, look, he doesn't even start until six. So you could be looking at him at seven. And I tell you guys that because it's all about information. So if we know who we might be able to select, it allows us to either have an idea of taking that player. And if there's guys we don't like trading out, uh, if there's a guy we love and, and his agent says, hey, look, I think he, you need to get to X to draft him. So being an agent uh, in my former life allows me to kind of understand what access to information they have and then utilize that to help the Warriors make the best decision. I think it's a, a great advantage and something Warriors fans should be happy that you have and it'll help in, in planning. Now, do you guys have like a room where there's like 10 different scenarios chalked out where it's like, okay, if these six guys go, we take this guy. If these six guys go, we make this trade. Or is it all going to be fluid in the moment tomorrow afternoon? It's it's the former. Uh, if uh-huh. you if you guys were to remember in math class where they wrote up all the calculus, are, were you guys smart guys? Were you in Dude, the calculus? I, I, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Math class, I was the guy math, staring straight ahead, going, "What is he talking uh, about?" Oh, well, we're sports radio. All right, my fault. Yeah, you're logo. right. Yeah. Wrong guys. But anyway, so. As you walk into it, it's when a teacher is writing out an equation, you're staring at a board, and all of a sudden, all the whiteboards are filled with, it looks like hieroglyphics. So I walked into our room yesterday with all our scouts, and it literally knocks you back when you look up there and you say, oh my gosh. And it's a lot of decision tree type stuff. If we draft this at seven, we want to do this at 30 and 35. We want to, if we draft this player at seven, if we trade seven. And it, it does take you a minute when you're looking up there to digest it all. And I walked into the room and they were all looking at me and I said, um, give me a minute here um, to, to take a look at this, which is I imagine what a lot of teams do. I think why it's so extensive for us this year is because we have so many picks and with so many picks, it creates so many different options. So to answer your question, what we'd like to do, and I told our group last night, is I said by Wednesday night, meaning tonight, we have to have a pretty clear direction of, of what we'd like to do because if you get to the draft and there's 10 scenarios, that's way too many. You can go into a draft, I think, with one, two, or three, but to go in with, with, with too many, it'll cloud your thinking, and I, and I think it'll disrupt making the best decision. We're talking to Warriors general manager Bob Myers in charge of his first NBA draft as GM of the Golden State Warriors. And the Warriors have four picks, number seven, number 30, number 35, and number 52, so a lot of opportunity to add players and or make trades. And so we're talking about all the scenarios. And, of course, it's tomorrow at 4, and Tom Tolbert will be broadcasting from Oakland tomorrow. And then Tim Roy is going to come on KMBR 680 and do a show wrapping it up right as soon as the draft ends. So KMBR is the place to get your information tomorrow. And, Bob, can we talk about a couple of the players? Sure. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know your, your restrictions on evaluating guys, but um, – there's a kid out of Oakland High named mm-hmm. Damon Lillard uh, who went to Weber State, and that's not a school. You know, everybody's talking about Kentucky and Kansas, and Weber. And this kid is is skyrocketing up the draft board. Is he? Um, what do you see when you see this kid? And and is are the Warriors thinking about even adding to a point guard when Steph Curry is your centerpiece? You know, Murph, I'll tell you what I can. I'll tell you about him. Um, great kid, and he. Um he actually, this is not an exaggeration, he walked to his workout at our facility. <laughs> and, and, and he lives that close to our uh, practice facility. And, and he walked over and, I, and he said, I walked over here. And I said, you mean you, you parked uh, close and you walked? He said, no, I, I walked to the workout. And I said, man, you're, you're, you're living right around here. And he said, yeah, I'm living in a building right near your facility. And, and why do I tell you that little anecdote? It, it tells you what kind of kid he is. A lot of players... They're not walking to a workout, um, you know, whether it's a driver or they have a fancy car sometimes pretty early on. But he, uh, very humble, 
uh, hardworking. Went and watched him work out um, over near Lake Merritt College and was one of the most impressive workouts I've seen. He is going to be successful uh, in the NBA. We'll look at him. Um, he's he's dynamic. We're, he's one of the top players in the draft. So we'll take a look at him as we will with other guys. But I think um, he's going to be successful. A lot of because his mindset. You look at a player like uh, Lillard and you say, he has all the tools. And more importantly, if you spend five minutes talking to him, I don't know if you guys have ever spoken to him or know anybody that has, he's going to be successful because of his mental makeup. He just has a drive and a work ethic and um, very impressive kid. What do you guys see when you see Syracuse shooting guard Dion Waiters? What do you see? I haven't seen him. <laughs> well, we've seen him play games, but um, he, uh, as you may know, or both of you may know, he received uh, a promise early on in the process from a team to select him. So he he did not uh, conduct workouts for individual teams. He did not uh, uh, take part in the physical process. It would be like an NFL player deciding not to go to Indianapolis and go through all the combine because he liked where he was and a team had committed to him. And it happens in basketball. I, I did it with a couple players on, my, on the agent side. And you end up liking a situation and you tell the team in order to help get the player to the team – and past the teams that are in front of him, you'll say, I won't get the physicals out to any teams. And that's scary for teams sometimes. They'll say, you know, I need to, I need a medical. Uh, and then you won't let them speak to him um, because any team that drafts a player wants a chance to sit across from him. And then you won't work out for him at their facility. So none of those things are at our disposal for, for a guy like Deion Waiters. So talented. We did our homework during the season, which is what you have to do. He's a, he's a heck of a player. He's a good player. He's uh does a lot of different things, and um, you know the thing that's hard about Deion Waiters is you like to get your hands on him a little bit more. But every team's in that position. Every team in the draft, I think only one team probably really got to see him like they wanted to, and they promised they would take him. So that's a unique situation. Yeah, it is very unique. We'll definitely uh, check it out on draft day. We're talking to Bob Myers, Warriors general manager. A couple more minutes with him. We'll take his time. I know he's a busy man. Andre Drummond is a six foot eleven guy. Some have even dared compare him to Dwight Howard. Now that's lofty comparison for the wingspan, I guess. But uh, Andre Drummond, I, I guess the word is you guys flew back east to check him out. And, uh, you know, everybody likes size in the NBA. I will note that he was a 29% free throw shooter, which I guess we'd have to put a little work in on that front. But, uh, you know, maybe what's the scattering report on, on this guy's skill set? He's huge. I mean, um, watched him play during the season. Um, big guy. And that's hard to come by in a sport where size is uh, huge. It, it's as important as it is. You have to look at guys that are just 7 feet tall or 6'11". And are athletic, so he's he's a monster. Um, he's going to be, I think, a player that plays in the NBA a long time, and uh, huge ceiling. You talk about ceiling that 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 word is thrown around a lot, at least in basketball. I don't know how it's used. I'm sure it's used in other sports as well. But you say the word ceiling, it means where does the potential stop? And you can look at certain players and say he kind of is what he is, and you can kind of project out how good he will be. And some players surpass it. Some players don't actually meet it. Then you look at other players and you say, I don't know where the potential stops. And I would put Drummond in that category where he really, he has so much room for growth. He With that size and athleticism, you could look at a guy that could become one of the most dominant players at his position in the, in the, in the league. So he's got a heck of an opportunity. And the hardest thing, guys, the hardest thing to figure out, I think, is how much better players will get. When we draft players, we draft them early on, 19, 20 years old, and you don't really know how hard they're going to work. That's the thing that I think is hardest to determine is, is a player going to get drafted? 
and think that's it. I was drafted seventh. I've got some money. Life is good. I'll show up when they make me show up. Or did you draft a guy that says, hey, can I get into the facility at midnight and get some shots up? Um, hey, I'd like to come in and do some extra work with your strength coach. Hey, if you have time, let's watch some film. That's the type of player I would tell you in any professional organization that you want. That, that comes in because he wants to, not because you make him. So those are the hardest guys to find. That's what we'd like to find. And that's a true story. That's where the psychology enters in, yeah. and that's why it's such a, they call it inexact science. Like you so. guys were probably guys that just showed up <laughs> all right on time. You don't do any extra work. That's, I mean, that's it. not we what we want. The, the cowbell starts at 5 a.m. <laughs> don't tell anybody. And as soon as we hang up with you, Bob, we're to get exposed. getting out of here. We're leaving rubber in the parking lot. Yeah, let's hey, keep that between us. Hey, uh, in the end, who's, who makes the call? Joe Lacob, Bob Myers? Jerry West, who makes the call? Well, um, I would tell you that who makes the call in any organization is the, is the guy that owns the team, but I will also qualify that with we have uh, a great owner that listens to his staff. So I think we've got the best of both worlds. We've got a guy that's trusting his basketball people, but but isn't afraid to give input, and he will. And I don't mind. I think that's great. I think uh, you know if I own an NBA team, I'd want to I want to give my two cents, and and I think a lot more owners in every sport. Is sense is is actually um, more involved, but we we we're great. We have a great group. My you know our, our scouts are great. Obviously you know guy like Jerry West, our basketball operations department. So we'll we're gonna figure it out. We're lucky to have people like that. And look, Joe Joe Lacob, and I told him the other day. I said Joe, he's been pretty good. If I could, I'll talk to you guys offline about who he's liked and who he hasn't liked. Mm-hmm. He's actually. He's he's good. He's he's nailed it on some guys that we didn't draft last year that have turned out to be uh, pretty good players. So uh, we're, we're lucky to have an owner that kind of knows his stuff. Uh, sounds real good. But I'm excited. Four picks, you know, with Bogut and Curry coming back next year. Clay Thompson's development, David Lee. I mean, the, you guys are assembling some pieces there, and now you have a real chance to. Uh, to assemble a lot, so you're gonna have fun. Just have fun tomorrow. Don't get too, <laughs> don't cramp up tonight, Bob. All right, that's all. I can't right? promise that, but I'll try. <laughs> hydrate. I will try. Hydrate. Yes. Yeah, hydrate and uh, have fun. And thanks for coming on the uh, Murphy Max show. We all right, guys, it. Bob. Appreciate you having me. Thanks yeah, a lot. Warriors.